Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. Hi, I'm Vashida. And I'm Jamie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's us today. Uh, welcome back, Jamie. Uh, yeah, thank you. Done with your uh, Caribbean? Caribbean? Yeah. Right? It's, it's, Central it's American? Caribbean. Central American. Tell us about it a little Belize. bit. It was a fabulous trip, actually. We went to um, Belize, stayed out of, outside of a very small little Garifuna um, town called Hopkins, Belize, and really just had a fabulous time snorkeling and learning about the culture and Mayan ruins and birds nice. and all kinds of stuff. So it was okay. very, very nice. It's also very hot. So now that it, it, it's warmed up here since we left, but it's still not as hot as there. So right. now I'm like at 70 degrees going, oh my God, I'm so cold. So my body needs to readjust to Ohio weather again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gabe looks so sad for me. It didn't yeah. take long. Whatever. <laughs> Okay. While you were gone, uh-huh. what uh, happened? Gabe, Gabe fill like me moving in. along. Yeah, <laughs> some of us did not get a Belize vacation. You not got to go all. camping with your kids' school group, though. Wasn't that fun? <clears throat> <laughs> that yeah. wasn't a vacation. Nothing like a uh, cinder block cabin in the middle of Bell Fountain, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a dream trip, Gabe. Yay! Yay! Camp Wilson. <laughs> It was fine. Okay. Um, while you were gone, uh, the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, mm-hmm. right? Yes. That's CBO, uh, has released its score on the AHCA, the American Health Care Act, the, the bill to destroy Obamacare. Uh, they're saying that 23 million Americans would lose health insurance under Paul Ryan's AHCA bill. Mm-hmm. And like tens of millions of them immediately it was something like either 13 or 18 million like would lose it this year right then over the course of a few years the remaining 23 million would um, also lose there so yeah it was yeah no i mean incredibly disturbing and and the benefit that we get in exchange for destroying people's access to health care is a tax cut for like the wealthiest americans Mm -hmm. of course so poor people, you don't need health care. Rich no, people, here's your tax credit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, I mean, Paul Ryan wants to body slam the sickest Americans, you know, the, the most in need, mm-hmm. most vulnerable Americans. Body slams. I've had enough of body slams for the past <laughs> day. <laughs> 24 hours. Kind of like that candidate in Montana there, Gabe? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Last night, he he body slammed a reporter, the candidate running for the congressional office, Mm -hmm. um, over questions about... Kicking people off health care. Exactly. (laughs) But reporters are supposed to ask questions, so I'm so confused on where... Where he went wrong. Right. Well, Trump doesn't have to. Yeah, Trump doesn't have to answer those questions. Why is he being in him? (laughs) Yeah. Because Trump is surrounded by yes men. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but there there were many people that pointed out, as we were all hearing the audio of the reporter's assault, Mm -hmm. um, 
and and people were saying, hey, if you if you want a job where you're not going to have reporters shoving audio recorders into your face and asking questions, yeah. Congress, ain't yeah, gonna don't do. become a politician because clearly that's what your job's going to be entitled to do: mm-hmm. answer questions, give mm-hmm. interviews, et cetera, et mm-hmm. cetera. Not body slam people because <laughs> because you're throwing a fit. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. I, reporters put microphones in my face when I don't want to answer questions, too. Yeah. And guess what? I answer the questions. Or, that's like what a responsible adult, you walk away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a comment on that at yeah. this time, and you walk away. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you don't You know we body live in different them. times now, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some people. Yeah. I would exactly. still not body slam yeah, exactly. any reporters. Because <laughs> clearly here at NARAL, we operate from a don't, you know, piss off the people who, you know, can post everything online and make your right. life miserable. Exactly. <laughs> don't pick a fight with somebody that buys ink by the, the barrel. barrel. Yes. <laughs> or who gets their pixels for free. Yes. <laughs> Good update on that one. Uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's. It's it, it gets to uh, sort of the frustration that I think a lot of people have with this attempt to destroy the nation's healthcare system mm-hmm. for the benefit of the rich. Um, I guess there was one other member of Congress that was really pressed on the issue and actually broke down in tears in his attempt to explain why they were doing this. You know, and that that's a Republican who is you know is behind this. He. He couldn't even keep a straight face. He, you know, completely lost his shit in, in having to explain it. Mm-hmm. It's the most heartless thing out there. Uh, and here's this, you know, party who claims to stand for the right to life. Mm-hmm. And here they are destroying people's ability to mm-hmm. live. Yeah, I found it really interesting. Catholics for Life or whatever the organization was put out a, a yeah. immediate like press release on on how... The bill has a whole bunch of pro-life provisions in it. And what they mean on that is anti-Planned Parenthood and anti-abortion provisions in it. There is nothing in that bill that is actually pro-life because kicking 23 million people exactly. off their health insurance is the exact opposite of being pro-life. So we found it, found it really interesting that their one communication on it was how pro-life this bill was. Exactly. You know. <laughs> right. Sorry about your luck. Uh, It'll yeah. be interesting to see. I mean, that election's today. Right. He body slammed the reporter the day before the election and a bunch of the newspapers in Montana have actually unendorsed, like pulled their endorsements, reran their copy, redid all their layout on the papers. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, one of them like redid wow. their whole front page layout. <laughs> Since That's a that hell happened. of a thing since yeah. it came out last night. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, they did that overnight. It was pretty impressive. I mean, that's a that's yeah, an expensive that thing yes. to do and a hard thing to do. Very, yeah. I don't know, very uncommon, but so is body slamming a reporter. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> I mean, right. it's definitely you know, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see who wins that special election today, you know, and whether or not this whole, like, Trump's a new America where we just get to body slam reporters is going to be acceptable to voters or... right. right. Just do whatever the heck we want. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you know, this is, uh, this is the second special election, uh, third. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and these have become a, a bit of a bellwether, uh, you know, cycle, um, where people are starting to figure out how were Republicans going to do in the 2018 elections, um, you know, how did they do down in the district in Georgia where mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, it's going to a runoff election uh, after the Democrat, you know, almost got 50 mm-hmm. percent of the vote down there. Um, now in Montana, which Trump won handily, it's, you know, 
it's it's turning into this huge mess. Mm-hmm. And there were two actually this week too. So maybe we're up to four total. There was one in New Hampshire, and one someplace else I can't think of. And the New Hampshire one, the Dem one in a district where Trump won by like seven or eight percent, and and the other one that I can't we'll put it in the show notes. I'll find it. Right. I feel like the Dem one in a district where Trump won by. T- you know, at 20 or something more percent. So right. we're definitely seeing a trend against these yeah, ridiculous absolutely. policies. It's it's weird because, you know, the Democrat in me wants to say, hey, this is great. It gives us a real solid shot at winning the seat in Montana mm-hmm. that we probably wouldn't have won otherwise. Uh, the, the political science major in me, it's uh-huh. like, well, damn it. The whole body slamming thing threw off this as, <laughs> the, as an a pure experiment. experiment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have a read on exactly true. how voters are feeling, and this is biased it because of. I don't know. We'll, we'll take I mean, it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Joni Ernst talked about castrating pigs and TV commercials. Like, yes, the body slam of the reporter took it to a whole new level, but like voters were okay with some really crazy shit before. So I don't by know. The pussy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, like I would not be surprised, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, and, and meanwhile, of course, keep an eye on what's happening in DC as, uh, not anymore Paul Ryan, but now Rob Portman and his friends, uh, continue to, uh, you know, try and figure out exactly how they want to destroy Obamacare, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and dismantle the Affordable Care Act. Yep. So. Stay tuned. Yeah. Right. For just how bad it will get. Uh, here in Columbus, uh, we're continuing to uh, shine a light on Ohio Supreme Court Justice Sharon Kennedy. Uh, we've discussed that several times now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still we calling for gives uh, new viewers just a little bit of an overview. Yeah. So go, go right ahead. Oh, okay. Thank <laughs> you. You can do it. Your I idea. guess I spoke too soon. Um, so with Sharon uh, Kennedy, basically had went and did a fundraiser where she spoke at with the Toledo Ohio Right to Life organization. And um, pretty much, you mean, it, it just goes against the standards of what she should do as the justice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, remember, because it's going to create some bias. And so now that certain individuals and organizations are um, calling for her to recuse herself, we're waiting for that to happen or see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And what's really, I mean... It, and it's especially egregious because she did it in Toledo. You know, Greater Toledo Right to Life was a part of passing the bill yes. that the clinic is challenging exactly. in court. <laughs> so it wasn't like it was, you know, Cincinnati Right to Life right. or Athens County Right to Life. Like, it was the local Right to Life chapter that started pushing, like, launched the, did the press conference for the bill, worked with legislators. I mean, they were directly working with it. And now she's supposed to, you know, be able to... Be Honestly, impartial. I feel like she has that Trump mentality. Like mm-hmm. I'm just going to do what I want, and um, and I dare you to say something. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't know what else to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, when when she ran for this office, uh, the Ohio Bar Association, you know, mm-hmm. did not endorse her. They didn't no. feel that she was prepared for the job. That is so. True. Um, you know, for, for her to have made this choice and to be sort of sticking to her guns. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's not entirely the most surprising. Exactly. Um, however, you know, more and more people are calling for her to recuse herself from this case. Uh, as you noted, you know, our, our complaint, uh, uh, pro-choice Ohio and progress Ohio, um, <laughs> were joined by, uh, uh, you know, over 50 other signers, different physicians, different uh, groups, 
Um, and following that, uh, like we talked about last week, the Plain Dealer editorial board held a little roundtable, and most of the members uh, of the Plain Dealer editorial board agree that she should recuse herself. Uh, and then just the other day, yesterday, uh, Wednesday the 24th, the Columbus Dispatch weighed in for their second editorial on this. Um, <laughs> Once said, wasn't enough. <laughs> right. Uh, they said it's disingenuous to compare a speech to right to life on any topic with a public address at, say, the Rotary Club or a Chamber of Con- Commerce. Kennedy should step aside. Mm-hmm. So they said very clearly that, you know, this doesn't... Uh, Sharon Kennedy's speech to greater... Uh, Toledo right to life. Yeah. You know, that's not just like a normal uh-huh. speech. It's yeah. it's showing clear bias. Absolutely. Um, she's no longer able to be impartial in this case mm-hmm. uh, on the Toledo abortion clinic. Uh, she's got to recuse herself. Yeah. It's clear. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unfortunately, her chief justice doesn't agree with her because she wrote that letter defending her and everything else. So we'll see, you know, what kind of pressure right. does come to bear. I mean, the state has already briefed, done their brief on the case, um, the, cap- the capital care case, and the responding brief, I think, is due at the beginning of June. So they'll start, you know, right. going back and forth after that. So right. we'll see what happens. Right. You know, I, it occurred to me earlier today, who should really be filing a brief in this case is actually ProMedica, the hospital chain <laughs> up in Toledo, because they have not yet signed a transfer agreement. Mm-hmm. It'd be very simple for them to do so. They say they want to remain impartial. If they really want to be impartial, they should file a brief to the Supreme Court saying, hey, we shouldn't be in this position. Drop the law. <laughs> they should. You think? <laughs> <laughs> they should. Hey, Randy Ostra, you should think about that. Right. <clears throat> Actually, you should just think about hint, doing hint. the freaking transfer agreement and stop being a wuss, but, you know, right. whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, either move would get us closer to where we need to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, or both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there it works, too. Um, okay, the next thing on the agenda, House Bill 149. We had a committee hearing yesterday. You want to talk about it? Sure. <laughs> so less than 12 hours after my plane landed in the United States, I was back in the Ohio State House because they missed me so much. Wait. We did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so House Bill 149, it's the bill that, um, this ridiculous, stupid, unnecessary bill that talks about donation of fetal tissue following an abortion procedure. Um had its fourth hearing, um, didn't have any testimony, but had two amendments um, introduced. The first one was one that was made the bill, so, you know, it's 100% bad right now. It made maybe made it like a half a percent better because um, <laughs> the bill from beginning to end is stigmatizing towards exactly. abortion providers and the patients who go to them for care. So it singles out just abortion providers for a new set of rules on how they can or cannot in this case, donate fetal tissue following an abortion procedure. They right. had to follow totally different rules than miscarriage and all those right. other. Rules. Yeah, we've we've talked about this yeah. before. It's it's <clears throat> kind of making things that are already illegal or not happening mm-hmm. double illegal. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then and an additional really stupid move. They decided to define abortion providers as abortionists for the first <laughs> time ever in Ohio Revised Code. It would put the word abortionist into law. Yes. So, um, and, you know, we, of course, fought back about against that because these are physicians who provide abortion services. They are very proud of what they do. Our right. abortion providers love the fact that they help the patients who come to them. But it's not and, the only thing that they yeah. do, so they should not be class- classified as such. Mm-hmm. And right. if they want to classify themselves that way, that's right. their prerogative. It's not the Ohio legislature. We don't call cardiologists open-heart surgeonists or 
cosmetic surgeons, faceliftists. Right. You shouldn't be calling an OBGYN who does abortion care an abortionist. Yeah, because, I mean, the the term abortionist, they're using as a slur. Yes. Yeah. You know, so... So it's very stigmatizing. Yeah. You know, it... Yeah. You gave a couple examples there. The one that comes to my mind is, you know, we wouldn't refer to lawyers as shysters in the law. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. No matter what they're called on the streets. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. You know, and, and the defense from one of the committee members was, well, I've Googled this term and it came up and it's like, well, big damn deal. You yeah. Know? Like a you're lot taught of shit at you like five yeah, that exactly. you don't look, that you don't believe everything you see on the internet. Yeah. Like, right. So as a lawmaker, you should know better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so, so the first amendment was actually to remove that abortionist terminology from the bill. Yes. So the good move. Mission accomplished. Thank you very much. Um, but so the bill that still passed. that amendment passed, um, not unanimously. Our Dems actually voted for it, along with some of the more moderate yeah. Republicans. Right. A handful of the more conservative Republicans voted no that they wanted to keep this language in there. <laughs> and those were the whiniest no. Uh, that is, they were really whiny. <laughs> yeah. No, Representative Naraj Antani did not say, I was gonna say <laughs> no. He said no. <laughs> I've never yeah. heard someone moan out a no vote. Listen, I'm telling you, these are different times we're living in. What is going on? He yeah, was, was such a brat. Yeah, he yeah. was pissed. He was just like, you know, he objected to it. And yeah, just mm-hmm. no. No. God, I wish we had audio. I know. That'd be so much fun to oh my make gosh. a viral. Yeah, he annoys me. Yeah. Continuously. He's been a subject of many, many yeah. various podcasts over the years. Um, so, so yeah, so that what makes the bill a tiny, tiny bit better. So we applaud that move. Again, the bill still stigmatizes abortion providers from beginning right. to end is completely unnecessary and making things already illegal, even more illegal. Right. So the bill's still bad. The Second Amendment actually didn't go anywhere because... Um, Thankfully, one of our House staff members um, on the Democratic side knows the rule book for the House backwards and forwards. <laughs> Good yes. job, Kevin. And um, they tried to, so they couldn't smush the two amendments together because they needed Democratic votes to get the abortionist language out. Right. And they needed Republican votes for this other amendment, so they couldn't smash them together. Because it couldn't be they, one amendment. Yeah. Okay. So they had to pull it apart. And there's a House rule, I think it was House Rule 41, to be exact, um, <laughs> that said that you cannot introduce two different amendments in the same committee hearing altering the same paragraph of a bill. And that's what it did. That's a weird rule. It is a weird rule. But, <laughs> but okay, so there was a technicality yes. and they got busted yes. on yeah, it. Yeah, they got Absolutely. busted on it. They took a 15-minute break and said, so kind of eh, some more legal um, man, I guess, opinions on it. Yeah. And exactly, came back as like, okay, yeah, you're right. right. <laughs> it was funny, though, because they, they had cited a different rule, like 90-something. Mm-hmm. And so the chair had to come back and say, well, you had the number wrong, but, but you were right. 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 <laughs> so in a little face-saving mood, he moved. He yeah, got exactly. to be like, you had the number wrong. So the, uh, the, the important <laughs> part was the bill has not been further no. adopted uh, amended to to potentially make it worse we're not quite sure yeah what this we're new still trying does. to figure out so we're still looking yeah. and yes. seeing and mm-hmm. this bill uh is the one of all the ones that have been introduced this year is the one that's moved the farthest yeah so if we see anything on the house floor house bill 149 could it's probably potentially mm-hmm. be it yeah. Yes. And, you know, we're making a big deal of it because it is stigmatizing and we work every day to reduce the stigma that exists around Absolutely. abortion. Um, but 
again, Alpha 149, unlike the method ban and all those other things that we've talked about, would have the least amount of impact, actually zero impact on the actual provision of care in Ohio because our providers already don't do these. So again, waste of time and all those kinds of things. But, (laughs) you know, for our listeners on the scale of how bad is this bill, like an actual provision of service, you know, realm, not bad at all because it really will not change how any of our providers do anything. But it's stupid. But it's stupid and stigmatizing and just a jerk asshole move in general. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so do Can we, we any, talk about good things, please? Yeah, do we have any bills that aren't stupid? Yes. <laughs> Thanks for the lead in there, Gabriel. What you got? Um, so House Bill 234 was um, introduced. Um, I love the ones that have nice, easy-to-remember numbers. Yes. House Bill 234. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it was re- reintroduced. Actually, it's a reintroduction um, by Representative Stephanie House out of the Cleveland area and Representative Michelle Lepore-Hagan out of the Youngstown area. Um, it is the Clinic Protection Act that was introduced as part of our Access Without Apology agenda last session coming back again. So this bill would create... <clears throat> excuse me a um, right of civil law um, for a clinic doctor or owner or those kind of things to sue a protester if the harassment outside of a clinic got to a certain level. It would also allow them to kind of protect their identity and those kind of things because so often when you do pursue a lawsuit, your name, your address, all these things become public record. And in the case of an abortion provider, those things becoming public record is dangerous. Right. Absolutely. Um, So this is not a buffer zone bill. No, this is not a buffer zone bill, although I'm sure that the antis will call it that immediately because then they get to fight about whether it's constitutional or not. They've said something else immediately, but keep going. (laughs) So... um, Happened while I was gone, so I haven't seen that. So well, I'll be surprised in a minute. Um, and so it would allow that to happen. And then it, the other half of it is actually kind of a state version of the local ordinance we passed in Columbus last year. So it would um, create um, stiffer penalties for blockading a clinic, which is what we saw in Kentucky a couple of weeks ago with Operation Rescue, and um, or um, harassing cl- clinic staff or um, volunteers or patients. So it kind of expand that protection that exists in Columbus to a statewide level. Again, not a buffer, just increased penalties and a better course of action. Right. The line that the antis are using is that uh, Democrats are filing this because they find pro-life free speech annoying. Annoying is actually in quotes in the... Because uh, <laughs> it's, it's in the freaking bill. Right. Um because it's actually a legal term. Annoy is actually a legally defined legal term that is used all over. It's actually what the, def- what the definition of disorderly conduct includes the word annoy. So it's actually a legally yeah. defined term right. in law, which is why it's used. It doesn't mean that I'm like the kid in the back yeah. seat poking <laughs> my sister and annoying her. It's actually like a legally defined level of harassment. Right. But, I mean, harassment is the word I'd use to describe this. Mm-hmm. You know, harassment. Yeah. Sometimes assault. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, just badgering somebody mm-hmm. to the point where it's almost stalking when you're right outside yeah. that facility. Like, what happened right, in absolutely. Dayton? I mean, people who've listened to, for a long time heard us talk about the campaign that was done against the doctor, the backup doctors, not even the abortion provider, but the backup doctors to the clinic in Dayton were harassed continuously outside of their house. Wow. One of their daughters was actually followed by a big, huge truck, a cargo truck with her mom's headshot and the bloody wow. fetus pictures that said that these people are the killers among us. 
They actually oh, followed rough. her teenage daughter on a run around the neighborhood. They parked outside their houses and their offices and their right. hospital and everything. So, you know, this is this is the behavior that we're talking about. It's not your little sister poking you in yeah. the back seat. Right. That's that that's above and beyond annoying. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's stalking and harassment. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely dangerously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's not annoying. It's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so Representative House uh, and Representative Lepore Hagen have introduced mm-hmm. this, um, and we'll see where it goes. Yes. Hopefully, they'll get some committee hearings. Uh, we'll keep people posted. Um, but, you know, it, everybody should write their state legislator and say, hey, if you want to pass some, some mm-hmm. bills about abortion clinics, here's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't restrict access to it. Make sure. Because, you know, no matter where you stand on this issue, we should all agree that when somebody makes a decision to have an abortion, they should be able to walk into a clinic without harassment, Absolutely. get the medical care that they need, and, you know, not be dependent on where they live or how much I money agree. they make and all those things. So right. these are our values. Right. Um, well, okay. Should we, uh, let's get it on. Yes. I still need to call Randy and make her. I know. I know. I, I hear a clip of Marvin Gaye singing that when we say that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Randy did it so much better. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Gabe. Well. <laughs> so what's happening, Vashita? Well, uh, time is ticking. So next weekend, actually time is really flying. We will be doing, um, Dayton Parade and Pride in the CLE. Mm-hmm. And that's June 3rd. So I can't believe it's almost June I know, already. Crazy. I'm like, wait, what? Next weekend? Right. Yes, next weekend. So we are looking for volunteers. Um, we have sent out some blast emails. We will be sending out some localized emails as well. You kind of want to shed light on that, Gabe? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll, um, we'll be sending these out to people who've signed up uh, on our website. So if you go to prochoiceohio.org, if you don't already get our emails... Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast and you don't get our emails, I'm not going, <laughs> there's like three of you. Um, uh, but do make sure that you're signed up for our emails. Uh, and when you get them, forward them to your friends. Yes. Uh, because we'd love to have them sign up too. I mean, the number Absolutely. one thing that somebody can do to help out when they're volunteering is to volunteer with a friend. It, yeah. It Bring doubles our vo- volunteer base. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, you know, and, and check the show notes on this. Mm-hmm. You can sign up right there. Um, and, and register as a volunteer to let uh, Vashita know or uh, up in Cleveland, let Andy know that you'd be coming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've already been getting some volunteers who's are, who are ready for next week, so that's awesome. awesome. And, uh, you know, we'll just keep moving forward. We have many prizes to go this summer, so <laughs> exciting, <laughs> exciting times. Yep. June 10th in Athens. Um, June 11th. June 11th in Athens. Thank you. Um, uh, Here, one that's not a pride, um, but I just want to throw it out there. June 14th is the next Reproductive Health Happy Hour here in Columbus. Uh, There was one last week. I missed it Mm because I never know when they're going to be. Actually, I think it was like last night because I was just too exhausted to go. Um, And then June 16th is the Columbus Pride Parade. Um, So do you want to talk about uh, Columbus Pride? I mean... You normally run the booth, Jamie. But I'm not going to this year. But. Okay. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's an awesome event. It actually starts Friday night. So it's Friday night and all day Saturday. Um, we'll be tabling out there. There's great music, great food, just a great environment. They actually are moving it back downtown. So if you've been in Columbus for a really long time, you remember that Pride and Comfest used to be the same ridiculous weekend. Um <laughs> Which was I don't remember that because I wasn't here then. Yeah, it was completely crazy. And so um, 
they would do Comfest in Goodale Park and do Pride, the Pride Festival down in Bicentennial Park where the old fountain and everything was um, down um, in the southern part of along the river. About All on the same day. All on the same day. It was the same weekend. Like Comfest went Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Pride was the Saturday of that weekend too. Right. So it was like the crazy weekend in Columbus. Um, but then they did all the Scioto Mile reconstruction and everything and forced Pride to move out of there because it didn't, right. the park didn't exist. So they actually moved it up a week and started doing it in Goodale Park. So it was just like two weeks in a row of ridiculousness in Goodale Park, which I'm sure the neighborhood <laughs> loved. So um, the Columbus Pride is actually making its new debut downtown again. So it'll be in that Scioto Mile redone park area um, in the southern part of downtown again this year. So the Pride March will flip again and start in the short north and come downtown versus the other way around. So it'll be really interesting to see right. the, it in a new space and how they get yeah, this set up and, sure. and everything. So it'll be fun to be back downtown again. Good luck parking. And by downtown, yeah, she means Bicentennial Park. <laughs> yes. The side of mile. Yes. All that stuff yes. down there by the river. Right. Absolutely. I think I'm sure you can't miss it if you get close to the river because it will be huge. It's like the biggest, second biggest pride in the Midwest, second to Chicago. So go Columbus. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, preterm, our friends up at Preterm have an event called Policy and Pride in Ohio. That's on June 19th. You can find that uh, on their Facebook page. Uh, and then the weekend after that is the ComFest, Cleveland Pride, Cincinnati Pride, you <laughs> name it, we're doing a festival that weekend. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, we'll be at all of them. Uh, and then the end of June, we'll be seeing uh, John Kasich sign the budget, so we're continuing to keep an eye on um, you know, how the budget mm-hmm. process moves along. We have not seen abortion restrictions inserted into the bill just yet, but there's still a full month left. Yeah. yeah. Next week, we'll see the next round of amendments. So stay tuned. Next week, we'll let you know. Right. Yeah. And all these other bills that are sitting around, we'll let you know if hearings start up on that. Right. So stay tuned. Okay. Anything else? Well, I think that's it. I think that's, that's it. it. Okay. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.